what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So So. In case you ain't no so, and welcome back to another dope episode of Sports with So So. Coming to you live, y'all. This week, the Dolphins have a very unsuccessful West Coast road trip. The Heat are struggling to find any type of consistency and find themselves in a bad position. And the Panthers keep losing at home. The stuff we didn't see last year. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. Make sure you guys are subscribed to our YouTube channel. We're on the march to 500. All right. So make sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit that like we're button. Cl- on our, we're climbing. We're climbing. Hit that like button on that last video on Vony fans and drop a comment. Let us know what you think. Uh, as always, I'm here with my man, Joel. What's up, brother? What's going on? So I mean, a whole lot, but a whole lot of nothing at oh, the same my time. God. Yeah, there's been a lot. There's been a lot and a whole lot of nothing. Right. And then, That's a good way to put it. And um, bro. Yeah. When when you're able to see it from, a, you know. A uh, twenty-four hours <laughs> perspective, you, you you get to realize the a lot of the stuff that we witnessed earlier on in the season with these Dolphins team, with this Dolphins team, is um is starting to look very unfamiliar. Starting to look very unfamiliar. Yeah, you got me there or what? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, whoa, whoa sorry, touching all the buttons. I'm just shit. pressing buttons at this point. But I, that's because you got me flustered. Wow, we're just jumping right into this. We're just going straight Dolphins. Straight you're to not the just Dolphins. Gonna, you're not even going to plug OnlyFans. Nah, we dropped yesterday, whoa, whoa, whoa. right after the game. Available now. On right now. Uh, you're not going to talk about you know our weekend. You know how did I golf this weekend? Any birdies? No. You're not going to ask me if I saw any cool movies or did I no. go to any ugly Christmas sweater parties? Nope. You know the people want to know, man. They want they want to know can about get to our it, lives. Dog. We can get to it dog I, I and we will get to it but you know i feel like it's a very important topic that we have to touch on right now you this know what loss i mean pissed you Th- off. this loss really pissed me off because you know and i'm sure a lot of people are feeling the same way not because we lost in the manner that we lost right um we didn't see any type of adjustments on the offense we saw the defense again continue to bend 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 until they break and not really make any type of plays in order to help themselves out uh and, and and we went from a couple of weeks ago, right before the the, the losing streak happened, we went from being one of the, these contender type teams. Everybody and their mom on ESPN said we were a Super Bowl contender when we knew that there were a lot of holes in this team, right? And there were a lot of gaps that needed to be filled. What, what we're seeing right now is the the fruition of not you know, attempting even to fill in those gaps. Let's talk about the running game, right? Because this is one of my biggest things. Um, we're getting exposed right now because teams already have 12 weeks of tape on us, right? So they're able to see that we're not going to commit to the run. And if you're able to take that away from us, we're going to come out and start throwing the ball even more and even more and even more. Case in point, right? In yesterday's game, right, or Sunday night's game, we come out and the first three plays were pass plays. Yeah. Yeah. Pass please. And and I'm and I'm not saying that we shouldn't be able to throw the ball or or if like take advantage of whatever the defense is giving us, right? But dog, let's stop let, let's establish our offense. We need to throw from the run, not run from the throw because we don't we don't work like that. And now we we put ourselves in a situation where we're causing Tua to throw the ball more. The other team is expecting us to throw the ball more. Sure. And now they're rushing more, sending more blitz, covering more of the zone where we're trying to throw. And and it just makes us look horrible, i.e. Tua. 
for me, or 15. For me, dog, uh, it's just so frustrating because it's like, bro, I've gotten to the point now before when I was growing up, it was like, why, why would you run the ball? You didn't gain anything there. <laughs> they just stacked the box. Why didn't you call an audible? Right, throw you the got ball. one yard. Now, I'm more content, like, especially, you know, early on in the game when you're trying to establish something, control of the clock, control yeah. of the ball. Run the ball, even if you don't gain shit and you only get to the line of scrimmage. Oh, well. But the way that our running backs run, we can see them break, you know, through holes and pick up six, seven yards. Things that will move the chains if they're given the right opportunity. For sure. You know, talking stats, 11 carries for Raheem Oster, 37 yards. After Wilson Wilson went down is when he got the majority. He got of more carries, of them. Yeah. Right? But his longest run was 13 yards. Jeff Wilson's longest run was 20 yards. I think that was on the fumble. He had four carries, 26 yards. Yeah. Run the ball. That's over six yards a carry. Why aren't we giving these guys more opportunities? Co- collectively, between the, our three running backs and Tua, we had 19 rushes. Austin Eckler by himself had 15 rushes. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is the type of adjustment that if Mike McDaniel, right, can't see it himself. Somebody in his staff has to raise their fucking hand at the meeting and say, yo, Mike, coach, hey, man, I get it. The offensive schemes look great on paper and they work out in practice, but we need to put in 15 or 20 carries between these two guys. Well, now what do we do with uh, Jeff Wilson going down? Well, now we're now we got Salvin Ahmed and maybe Miles Gaskin. Well, the good thing you is know, to that back up Mostert. Right. The good thing is that um, you know Coach came out and said that Wilson's injury wasn't as severe as they thought it would be. Okay. Right. So it, it's not bad. He doesn't need a boot, anything like that. It just needs some therapy, and he needs to rest. Right. That's the best thing that he can do, which is okay on a short week. Maybe you don't want that guy to practice, especially if you knowingly have to go to Buffalo and the weather's going to be crappy and you're going to have to run the ball more than throw it. And we say a short week because we're playing Saturday. If you're not aware, we, we're not playing right. this Sunday. We're playing this Saturday uh, in Buffalo. So that's why it's we're referring to it as a short week. Um, and it is. It is a short week. It changes everything up, especially when you've been traveling for the last two weeks on the road, losing games, and now you got to go into a division rival in Buffalo in the cold. And... It, Hope to turn things around with, you know, a still banged up O-line, um, now potentially banged up, you know, running back, and and a quarterback who, who hasn't really looked like he's looked the whole season in these last two games. No, hell no. And then that's, that's part of it too, right? Where, again, in the beginning, it looks great because the offense is clicking, teams don't really have the tapes on us, like... It, it looks great, and we have that ability to bust coverages and, and find that happen. We saw it against the Chargers, right? Like, we connected on, on a deep pass to, Tyre, to Tyreek Hill. A beautiful place pass. Yeah, the defender fell, but the ball was in a place where the defender was not going to be able to get it. His best defensive ability in that moment was, was would have been to tackle Tyreek. Maybe he gets him, maybe he don't. He doesn't, but and there was a few other throws that we talked about on OnlyFans that Tua did throw really good balls, but the receiver just lost them in the lights or something. Like the one to just, Waddle, one to Waddle. That's the late. biggest one in the fourth quarter. One to Waddle late, but no, there was one earlier that was to Tyreek. Yeah, that, that could have been a touchdown. The Tyreek had him beat. Yeah, and if he sees that ball, I mean, it didn't look like he saw the ball. It was near him at all. So who knows if he sees that ball, what could have happened? I want to know. I'm curious to see what, what he has to say about that play. And, and it's like we were talking about it pre-show, man. Where a lot of this offense, routes wise, throwing wise, is based on timing. Teams know now that they can just disrupt our timing by putting guys on the line of scrimmage and jamming 
are fast receivers. Well, they got Tyreek Hurt in the process. They jammed that aggressive all, defense. They were playing all, all game. Even when he was take off and there wasn't somebody in front of him, two yards into his route, a linebacker was checking him, throwing a shoulder into him, something to disrupt the yep. timing. And then two again committed to the throw. It's like, well, the guy should be there. I'm going to put it there. Now they have to find a way to attack the outside. How do you attack the outside? Well, you need timing routes, right? You need explosive plays. You need space. You need the one to drop. We got to get guys like Cedric Wilson involved and Alec Engold involved, and and even our running backs out in the back, out of the backfield. And for for real, for real, what we need to do is come out and run the ball. Even if it happens like two runs and a, and a pass, and we don't get the first down, I'm okay with doing that because it at least it at least gives the defense a threat to say, hey. This could really be a, a thing here that they can hurt us with because those guys in the backfield have that home run ability. We've seen it in Moster. We've seen it in Jeff Wilson. Those guys can break out and get 40, well, 50, 60 yards. You know what I mean? Here's my thing, man. My biggest issue is, you know, if we're going to live by the sword and die by the sword, live, right. by, the three, live by the three, die by the three, <laughs> right? We're going to live by the long ball, the deep ball, the home run ball. We're going right. to die by that. So we're going to, you know, if we're going to do that game in and game out where we want to, uh, I mean, we might not want him throwing the ball that many times, but Mike McDaniels wants him throwing the ball 30 to 40 to 50 times a game. Man, at the very least, give the guy a suitable check down player option. I mean, I understand that sometimes that check down player is picking up the blitz in certain situations and they can't get there. But I look at Patrick Mahomes, right? Mahomes. I don't know how many times he had Jared McKinnon open this past weekend just on a on a simple nothing nothing was out there everything is covered just dump it off right in the middle of the field pick up 3 4 yards keep the chains moving and we don't have that to you know there was a couple times where I saw a check down where he could have gone to Mostert and he either scrambled or threw it somewhere he shouldn't have been throwing it or got sacked ultimately. For sure. I remember at least one throw where it was a third down, a third and four, and he threw the deep ball on a poster out to, to Jalen Waddle, who at that point had zero catches and was not involved in the game at all. And in my mind, I'm like, why don't you just hit the dude for the five yards and let him battle for the, for the first down? Maybe hit Waddle on the next one. That's the mentality that Tua unfortunately hasn't shown in these last two weeks. Not in these two. Before these, that, but I can't I can't discredit him because he was showing that prior to that. I understand the that. The question is why the regression? Bingo. That's 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 first and foremost. Second of all, in my opinion right now, right, did we see the best of Tua? Did we see the absolute best of Tua and what he could be? I'm not saying yes or no, Joel. It's rhetorical. It's a rhetorical question. I get it. But but we have to start asking ourselves that question as we watch these next four games and how they're going to play out in the season. Because Mike McDaniel should be asking himself that question. Am I the one messing him up with the play calling? Or is he the one messing up the play calling because we have this option available? He could have hit this guy. He could have hit that guy. We don't know. What I do know is this, that if... If this doesn't improve by this Saturday and we lose this game, I'm very, very skeptical of us making the playoffs after that, which is theoretically kind of crazy because we're already an eight win team. But the four uh, four losses, five losses that we've now suffered have been ugly losses, except for the Niners loss. 
Mm. And then, uh, yo, we lose this game on Saturday, and it's a wrap. It's a wrap because mentally we're going to be defeated. Another three-game losing streak, and now we're going to have to win no, these no, three no, games. No, I'm going to disagree because we are. We've <laughs> technically we've been there, right? We've already had a three-game losing streak, and we were able to turn it around. <laughs> Granted, the three-game losing streak was because we lost Tua, and when we got him back, it was an immediate injection into the system. But you know, I, I think. I think this game, you know, in Buffalo, everybody expects the Dolphins to lose. We already beat Buffalo at home when we came when they came down here. Right. The way that we're playing right now versus the way that they've been playing, you know, they've been thugging out some wins. They they haven't been pretty, <laughs> but they've been For sure. they've been grinding some wins out, and um, they're they're number one right now in the division for a reason. <clears throat> so I think even if we lose this coming game. The important thing is going to be Tua's performance and Mike McDaniel's play calling that game. What do we do differently in this week that we haven't done against a Niners team that we haven't been able to do against the Los Angeles Chargers team? What are we going to do differently against this Buffalo Bill team to be able to get something going offensively? Because when they're controlling the ball for two thirds of the game, yeah, we had no 40 shot. minutes to our 20 minutes. I mean, it's it, I'm, I'm actually very proud of the defense for only allowing 23 points. I wouldn't go as far as that, right? To say I'm proud I mean, of the defense because uh, uh, they had one back quarter, really. Yeah, absolutely, 17 points lit up in the but, second but quarter. Look, Aside look, from that, the look. defense held it down the entire three, two thirds. I'm of the not game. shitting on the defensive players individually, but as a unit and the play calling, the schemes, it's ass. Yeah, that's your argument, and it's not working. So you have these talented players in some key positions, but whatever it is that Boyer is doing, it is not working. And let me work my way back to this. I, har- I I gotta strongly disagree with you, dog, because of the fact, Joel, dog, that we know who the elite teams are. We know who the good teams are. There's, and, and, and we're gonna just keep it to the AFC, right? Because the NFC is a whole mix of itself in the in the in like a wild wild west type of way. But Buffalo and Kansas City are leagues above everybody else in the AFC. They're much better than the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson. They're much better than Tennessee, right? Who's leading their division. Tennessee's fraud. Much better than Cincinnati, who I would think is another team that may be a fraud, right? Because they don't necessarily haven't been playing to the same level that they did last year, right? Then you have us. You have the Chargers, who we think are not a great team, right? So all of those teams that I just mentioned, including us, that just means that we're in a level below these guys. Can we hang with them on our best day? Absolutely. We can hang with anybody on our best day we've seen it my issue is that our best day doesn't happen every week it happens here and every there you know and maybe our defense gets a game for us maybe our offense wins a game for us but complete performances those two teams buffalo and kansas city have had more complete performances and the record shows it than the rest of the teams in the afc so that just means that we're in the mix we're we're a good team because we're not bad. We're not we're not the Raiders. We're not the Browns. We're not the Pittsburgh. Those are you can say bad teams. We're not that. Are we a great team? No. We have a good team with a lot of potential, just like the rest of those teams, right? Cincinnati, they have a ton of potential on that team. Uh, maybe Tennessee's the one real team that doesn't have as much potential because they let go of uh, Brown, right? 
a wide receiver, and that loss has hurt them. And Tannehill hasn't been playing great. Uh, but other than that, they they always have their reliable option, which is Derrick Henry. And they're, and they're able to do that. Baltimore, same thing. They always have their, a chance because they have Lamar Jackson. So those teams are good. They're not great. The Buffalo and Kansas City, those are the two teams. And when we look at, at the end of the season, in every point in the game, they're going to be like, yeah, dog, those are the great teams. Maybe the Dolphins can get there, but we need McDaniels to step up his game, right? We need Tua to step up his game in order for us to reach that level. Bro, if we, when we look back at this season, Joel, we're going to look at it and be like, damn, dog, we could have had nine games here, 10 games here, right? Because Tua got hurt, missed three games, pretty much. And then we, we lost a whack game here. We, we, we're going to look back and regret a, a couple of these losses, dog. But it just shows me that we have the potential to be like them, maybe next year. Right. But this year we heard a lot. Of, that's why I had to bring it back a little bit. We heard a lot about Super Bowl talk and maybe this team can get to an AFC championship game. We're not there yet. And our holes have been exposed and we know we need to know how to fix them. Maybe not immediately, but we do need big wins. And this Buffalo game is a big win. If we don't win Saturday. Ooh. So if we don't win this Saturday, <clears throat> is a Dolphin season a wrap? Are we looking to 2023? I don't want to say it's a wrap, but we're putting our, our destiny in somebody else's hands. And that's and that's and that's a position where we found ourselves so the before. Chief, as the adult. Chiefs are at ten and three, right? You got the Bills are ten and three, correct? And they own division, the, right? They have the, the Ravens are leading their division at nine and four, right? The Bengals are also nine and four in that division, correct? So I think one they of, still got one play of those two teams too. is going to be waiting, you know, playing playing for one of them's going to be a um, a division, and then the other one's going to be a wild card. Correct. Uh, then you got the well, AFC theoretically South. might be ahead of us. You got the AFC South. I mean, the Titans really are the only ones that can touch in there because they're leading their division. So then that leaves the Chargers still in the running for it. Every AFC team, AFC <laughs> AFC East <laughs> team is still in the running for it. Crazy. Um. I mean, honestly, man, if you ask me that, is a Dolphin season over? I'd say absolutely not. But at that point, I mean, we, we said that the, this Chargers game was a must win. Yep. You know, we needed to yep. win that. Because then why? Because now we're playing a little bit with house money. Now we're at nine wins. Now we're going into Buffalo. It's like, all right, if we don't win this one, it's expected. You know, bingo, bingo bango. Hey, we're nine six. You know, we're, we're in a good position in so three games. So now this Buffalo game is a must win. Can we win this game? Absolutely. If the Dolphins play the way that they played prior to these two last games. Facts. How do they get it done? Frankly, I don't know. If I did, I'd probably be coaching in the NFL. Um, <laughs> but from a, from a fan's perspective, um, you know, McDaniel and Tua, they have a good yeah. relationship, it seems like. You know, he's been able to help him out, figure out what he's what he's needed to be successful. Uh-huh. And as of right now, my faith is in him. He's going to know better than we do, bro. He's been able to bring the success, beat Buffalo once already. So I'm going to leave it up to Mike, Mike McDaniel. For right now, if one more performance, the way that I, you know, the way that it's been going with a healthy Tua and a somewhat healthy O-line and all your offensive, you know, weapons for the right. most part. Now I'm going to be questioning, all right, what's going to happen? But even still at that point, I think we can still win out the rest of the schedule facing the Steelers on Christmas Day. For sure. The Patriots after that and the, the Jets as well. Let's, I'm going to say this, right? However, the season scales out, right? Whether we make it to the playoffs or we don't, we got. If you look at the season, you have to kind of say it's a success, right? Yeah. We we show, we found a lot, of- a lot about ourselves. We found a lot about our offense. How good we can be. We found out how good how bad we can be. So we can kind of figure out like how to do more than the than the than the latter, right? But 
for this game, you lose this game and it just breaks down the rest of the mentality. Like I said, you put your your fate in somebody else's hands and now you're powerless. So it makes every game even harder to go out there and do your thing. And, and to, to wrap it up on the Dolphins, you know, for Mike McDaniel, I feel like this is the game that we hired you to win. The tough game on the road against a division opponent. This is why we hired you. You're a genius at the zone blocking for running. Great. We haven't really seen it come to fruition. If you're going to make your stamp in the NFL, dog, it has to be a game like this against a fucking tough-ass opponent, a Super Bowl, a real Super Bowl contender, right, in the Buffalo Bills, and you go out there and you beat them in your own in their own house, on the road, under terrible conditions, because you put your quarterback in a real position to, to do some damage, and you allow him to do that. But you got to give him the, the, the weapons to do so, or the ability to do so. I'm looking at this game as a complete, like, season-tilting game. We lose, now we're what? Eight and six in the mix to battle to maybe get a a whole uh, to maybe host a, a wild card game like that's that's the stuff that we're battling for here. Yeah, and then at that point, the Jet, if the Jets win next week, then they're we're tied record wise. You know what I mean? Like, and that's been the name of the game this whole season. Keep the pace, keep winning because everybody else is is having big victories. We need our big victory. We need our statement victory, and it has to be this one. Uh, I will go ahead and say I'm going to pick the Dolphins, dog. What, what was our last week's prediction? Well, we picked, uh, what did I say? I said Dolphins 27, Chargers 21. Okay. Okay. We needed to score. Like, we needed to let... So that would have been it. score, and that's, that's the win. That would have been it. Pretty much. Um, and then you had uh, Dolphins 24, Chargers 14. Look at that. We should have stuffed them, dog. We gave up that fucking touchdown right before the first half, and it pissed me off, dog. Uh, for this Buffalo game... I'm hoping that it's a dirty game. I'm hoping that it's super windy. I hope that both quarterbacks make a bunch of mistakes and it and it really comes down to kickers being better. And I hope Jason Sanders kicks a 55-yarder to win this game. Wow. 20, I'm going to say 24-21. On his shoulders, but... That's what I'm going to say. 24-21. 24-21 for the Dolphins. I, I'm also going to say the Dolphins are going to win this game in Buffalo. <laughs> I'm going to say that. I'm going to say this. This are crazy. Dolphins winning in Buffalo in December. Dog. We're going to win. We're going to win. And the score, the score is coming to me right now. So I'm channeling yeah. my inner Dan Marino. Go ahead. I'm thinking we're going to win this game 26-15. Okay. 26. That's an odd number. Odd. But fuck. It's dope. Odd. <laughs> 2615. Yeah, for sure. Put it on the piece of paper. Don't crumble oh, it. I, already I don't have my brain. You tell me that like 10 minutes after I crumbled it. I got it. I we got, got it. it. Don't I worry. We'll it. hear it back. The yeah. 20 uh, second minute mark. Yeah, yeah remember we got that. it. We got it. Um, and, and you know what? Make sure to tune in to our YouTube channel where I'm going to be interviewing our homeboy, Victor Bermudez, where we're going to be previewing the Bills game for this Saturday. Uh, it's going to be available only on our YouTube channel, at Sports with Soso on YouTube. Check it out. Subscribe if you haven't already. And shout out to Vic, man, um, and his Buffalo Bills. They're, they're keeping the pace. Let's get to it, man, and uh, let's flip the t- script and talk about a team who's been completely a complete disappointment. Though. Wow, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I would, I would definitely complete disappointment. A complete disappointment. I mean, they entertain me. 
I mean, entertaining is one thing, right? Because you got to go to the game and see them in person, which is always a good time. It's lit, dog. It's let's talk about that. How about we just talk about let's the experience talk about of that. going to the Heat game? Go ahead. It's fantastic. Okay, and what'd you do? How what time I did mean, you get there early? I actually did something different that we never do. We Talks got there to, early. Okay, we get which there is in weird. The, middle of the first quarter. So that was interesting. But, dog, it was nice, bro. We pulled up early. We were able to walk around the whole arena. There's, bro, there's so many people at the game for like, real. prior to game time. Just chilling. They just don't fill in the seats. They're just all vibing. Everybody's like having like a happy hour, running into each other. Coño, right, exactly that, dog. yeah, basically, <laughs> and uh, and just eating. So we just did that. Me and my lady did that. Walked around, ate, drank, vibed out, and then uh, watched the whole game. We we enjoyed it. It was perfect too, because like where we were at, we were able to like in between like timeouts, like go get a drink, come back, and then like all right, they're mounting the ball. Nice, like it was that quick in and out. But that was a good game to go to, man. I went to the one against the the Clippers, and turned won. out to be the only win in the last four games since we've recorded. Well, you know, maybe. <laughs> Maybe I need to go to more Heat games. Buy the season tickets, then we're there. Maybe the Heat should sponsor me. Sponsor the Maybe show. Maybe you should sponsor the show. Miami Heat front office, if Come you're on. listening, talk to and my we know that you are. Hit them up. Drop your boy some tickets so we can go do some content. Just send them the email. Stuff. We'll figure you out know? the rest. I'll post. I was posting out there and shit, tagging the page, you know, all that. But that was a good game, man. No, it was. The, it it was, was slow. You know, that game was still concerning. It was. You know, because of the fact that we did start slow. Yep. And even into we halftime. Had, we had um, basically two people that were doing anything for us in that first half. Number one, Jimmy Butler is a dog. <laughs> he's the man. Wore his jersey proudly. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's uh, the you man. Know, and we'll get back to him in a second. But he carried us in that first quarter. Then the second quarter, it was like, what is going on? Like we can't, we can't get a bucket. We can't buy a bucket. But Bam wasn't doing anything. Uh, Hero wasn't doing anything. And then one guy was making lining buckets. it up. Caleb Martin, man, I was like, holy, wow, this is awesome, man, to see somebody like Caleb stepping it up for us, you know, because nobody else was, it was dropping for anybody. He was doing it in both ways, taking it to the rim. He was shooting threes and like he was just, he had the hot hand and he helped us get back in that second quarter. And then uh, in the third quarter, Bam got hot. Jimmy got hot in the fourth. We were able to close out thanks to Jimmy who took over. Sure. Bam had 31 at the end of the night. Quiet ass quiet, 31. He texted Quiet me. little 31 <laughs> piece, dog. I was like, when did Bam put up 31 points? Hey, I was watching the whole game, but like looking back at it, you know, it, it was a lot of Jimmy Butler. Bro, when Jimmy's on the floor, it changes the whole everything, game for us, bro. Everything, everything. But everything. I, I don't know what happened in these other games. I mean, the game against San Antonio, I, I, games like that are frustrating to see after coming off a win. You think we got some momentum going. And we go on and lose that game. But if you think about it, like this is this is why I said the team has completely disappointed this season. You know what I mean? Like I put that little poll out on the Instagram, and everything that I got back was like I'm frustrating. The season is caca. Like some somebody told me this is caca. You know what I mean? Like that just shows you how bad the these guys are failing to live up to the expectations that they themselves have set, yeah. right? Forget about what the fans think and what the media thinks and people like us, right? The the standard that they have for themselves and, and where they thought they were going to be so far, you know, when this season kicked off, they're nowhere near that, <clears throat> you know? And when you're losing games, like, again, to a Memphis team that doesn't even have John Moran, and, and that was the day that we recorded, and we lo- end up losing by eight points in the fourth quarter, where everything goes away from us, and then you follow that up with another loss at home against the Pistons, where you're like, wait a second, the this, Pistons, this should be the bounce-back game, right? And even that game, like, we just struggled. Hero, Hero went off, you know, had 34 points, but it's never a team effort. A collective where effort It's anymore. never that. Or it used to be that. It was in the Clippers game. If you go and look at the box score, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, did yeah. their thing. 
game. Oh, uh, because even Hero ended up putting up like 19, 20. Yep. Caleb had like 18, 19 at the end of the night. Yep. That game, everybody had. had Look, Jimmy had 26 that night. That Caleb, 17. You mentioned it. Ban with his 31. Hero with 19 points. You know, like everybody pitched in. Everybody right. pitched in. That's what we need. To beat teams, even even a Clippers team, even have Kawhi Leonard's because you know the well the Clippers. I was I was telling you, I was like, bro, did you? I can't. I, I forgot they had all this talent. Yeah, they have John Wall, Reggie Jackson, Reggie on Jackson, team. he's a beast. Uh, Which Nick, he killed Nick, us that game too. Nicholas Batum. Yep. Yeah, Reggie was killing us that game, um, bro. They they have a bunch of people outside of Kawhi. I was like, holy shit, they're loaded, and we were able to you know. Outlast them at the end of the day, close out the game, you know, yeah. which is something that we struggle with. We can't close games out. Now we, and if you're not starting off hot and you're not closing out games, you're not winning. No, that's the thing. The Heat always get off to a hot start. In the first quarter, we it's always like we find a way to score 25 to 30 points in the first quarter. But then everything else goes to shit. And I don't know if it's the players or if it's Coach uh, Spo, like... I don't know what it is, but this team right now at 12 and 14 or whatever it is that like, yeah, no, it's uh, 12 and 15, excuse me, yeah. 12 and 15. That's, that's, that's not it. Dog. Cause like we, we've been watching the games, right? We watch the wins and we're like, ah, this is the turnaround. They got a good coin. Look, they won two games here in a row. This is going to be the turnaround. And there hasn't been anything. And this was a team that was fighting for Eastern conference finals spot last year. And we were saying, damn, we're just as good as as Boston. And, you know, we should be up there and with more respect. And why don't we get any of these national teams? Meanwhile, the Heat are 12 so, and 15. So Boston just happens to be 21 and 6. So, and I'm going to say this because, you know, our, our Heat videos, whenever we post them on yeah. the channel, they don't do too hot. No. And it's probably because people are disinterested. But if you haven't been keeping up with the Heat this season, I'm going to I'm gonna read off a couple teams that are ahead of us right now in the standings Sheesh, in the Eastern Conference. We got to. We got to update the people. So right now, ahead of the Heat, we got the Raptors, the Knicks, the Pacers, the Hawks, the 76ers, the Nets, the Cavs, the Bucks. And the Celtics. Yeah. And only two of those teams, two of those teams are more, I'm sorry, four of those teams are more than 500. We lost to a 7-22 and 22 Pistons team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's us. That's us. That's us. And that's why I don't know what it is, but something has to change. You know, I was talking with a buddy of mine on Saturday while I was checking out the guys at 365. Um, shout out to all the homies. Shout out to Joel, Steve. Uh, and, I, and as we're talking, you know, I'm like, bro, this, this team doesn't look, this doesn't look nowhere near even as close to the team from last year. Because where, where is the point guard play? Right, because even when when Lowry was missing games, we had guys step in and whatever. What the fuck has Victor Oladipo done? Nothing. He did nothing that game. Nothing. He did he that, has that done game that nothing we, since the game he's that come I back. went to. He did absolutely zero. He's done nothing, and we're playing the Pacers tonight. And there was like a lot of talk about oh, Victor Oladipo returning to this place, and pop, pop, pop. He's gonna go up. That guy's not going off. That guy's not going off because he can't. He cannot. And the only guys who can really score are the guys that we know, right? There's four guys right now that we know can score no matter what. It's Jimmy, Bam, right? Because Bam has gotten super aggressive lately, and I love it. I hope he takes 30 shots a game and doesn't pass the ball to anybody, right? There's Tyler Hero, who's getting better and better at creating his own shots. He may not be that 25-point player a game yet, but he's right around that, that 19 to 20. So perfect for him. And the fourth person is Caleb Martin. 
Caleb Martin has shown himself to be a real player. And he's probably the fourth, like I said, the fourth best player on this team right now. Forget everybody else. Yeah. It's him. Yeah. Because he's doing it on defense. Yeah, he's proving he's doing it on offense. Why he got paid. And it wasn't even, that was a steal, you know, if he's putting out these kinds of games for us and, and being this involved and keeping us in games. I mean, what we gave him is just pennies on the dollars compared to the value that he's bringing in. But, killing it. So then let me ask you this. How do you feel about the trade rumors that came out today uh, about the Heat? Opening up the pursuit again for Jay Crowder. I think they should look into it. I think they need to do something. I heard. I also saw some information about uh, us possibly going after Cam Reddish, right, and him being available. I think that's an, another move they need to look into. They need to look into getting Whiteside into the building uh, or a big center. Dog, stop. I, I say that, dog, but. You know, we, we when you watch the games like I do from a basketball perspective, right? Because basketball is my first love, dog. So I'm always watching it, like you know, dissecting what's happening and how we're getting like beaten in certain spots and what could make an effect. A majority has to do with the center, dog. We don't have a big man to that, throw. Demon isn't anybody. Demon is hasn't had any he's any okay. game where he's been as good as he was in certain games last nothing, year. Nothing. He had really good games last year, but he hasn't even lived up to that this year once. Nothing. And like Hayward Heinsman, and that's and like, fine. Like we're not, ex- we can't expect that from him. We don't have nothing. We were expecting Yurts to get some playing time. He got Out hurt. How we brought in um, uh, Hayward Highsmith hasn't really been doing his thing as, as far as the center. Deadman, he's he's the mechanic. Our best option, but uh, bro, and if that's your our best option at a center. That just shows exactly. you exactly like I would feel more comfortable having him coming off the bench. I would rather Hassan Whiteside be playing. I would rather Demarcus Cousins be playing instead of Deadman. Dog, that's no disrespect to Deadman, but those guys are better at what they or what we need them to do than what Deadman is, right? And we're giving the minutes to Deadman. So uh, again, back to it. Like I feel like something has to change. Pieces have to be added and pieces have to be traded. How do we trade it? I don't know. But we we can't expect to take a lot of return. Right now, the he have to look at this team and say, we need to add by subtraction. Let's get whatever we can get for Duncan. Let's get whatever we can get for Victor Lodipo. Let's get whatever we can get for, for Kyle. Is it a pick and we got to pay the extra two? Hey, no problem. But let's move it. Let's get some blood circulating into this team because right now it's very stagnant. And for this team to be fucking stagnant is a no-no. We're putting ourselves deeper and deeper into the hole. 12 and 15? 12 and 15? I'm sorry. I love Coach Spo, dog, but that's not like him, dog. He has to do a better job. Granted, his hands are tied, all this stuff, whatever. Have to do better. Nah, yeah, I think, I think, Have yeah, to I think do better. He's, he's doing what he can with what he's got. I think he needs more help. Absolutely, he needs more help. Get Dragon back into the building, man. Give me Dragic. Bring away something. Addition by subtraction. You have to get rid of something in order to bring something back. And 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 if we if we're being honest with ourselves, right? And even as a NBA like value type wise, being honest with ourselves, there's very few moves that we can make. Very few moves that we can make unless the person wants to force a trade to come here. That's the only way it'll work right now, right? We need to do the best that we can. It's almost like a fire sound. Say, so, you know what? Let's get rid of this piece. We'll put in this rookie. Let's get rid of this piece. Let's play the youngin, right? Let's get some minutes to the rookie because he looks like he can contribute if he and can figure it out with more time. He needs to be given that opportunity. We can't have a guy like Victor Oladipo come in here taking minutes. 
Okay, I can t- I, and I love I love Gabe Vincent. I love all them all these, I love those guys, right? Because they're heat players. But at the end of the day, they're the they're the surrounding pieces. And those surrounding pieces can always be movable done. And <clears throat> for me, the Heat have to make a move in order to keep themselves even close to being in the hunt. Without without doing something, bro, we're we're looking at barely getting into the play-ins, first of all, and probably not even making the playoffs. At the pace that we're going right now. And it's not like the road is going to get any tougher because Boston is playing extremely well this season. Milwaukee playing really good this season. Cleveland has, a, you know, surprised a lot of people with Sexton and, and Donovan Mitchell, <clears throat> excuse me, doing their thing. I'm Brooklyn. glad you brought that up. So that's the guy I want to ask you. So you had said on this show that Donovan Mitchell really wasn't somebody that was going to help elevate our team. Correct. Donovan Mitchell currently is leading the Cavaliers to a 17 and 10 record. Yep. Third place right now in the East, and he's averaging 29 points per game, shooting 40% beyond the arc with four rebounds and 4.9 assists per game. Right. What do you have to say about, I do still, you retract your previous statement? or nah, you still I, stand, I stand on it, dog. I stand on it. I stand on it because, yeah, he's a he would have made a difference. He's a difference maker. Let's not take credit away from this guy. Is he what we need? Right now, and that position, no, because we have Hero, we have Bam, we have Jimmy. Now, if we're talking about two of those guys not being here in exchange for that, now we're talking about a different story. But the whole idea was to get him to come in and play with these guys. I don't think that's that's what we need because it wouldn't have helped Bam. It still hasn't helped Bam. We need a, a, a big man to help Bam. Bam's only getting what he's getting right now because he's being super aggressive with the ball. If, if Donovan Mitchell's here, Bam, there's no way, <clears throat> no way that Bam gets close to averaging 20 points because he's losing at least six shots a game. But what if you have Donovan Mitchell averaging 30 points? Yeah. How far does that get us? 17 and 10? Is that is that that raw? So far, he's third place in the East. They're looking better than us. I mean, again, this is just through 20, you know, a third of the season, you know, so far. I'm just curious. That's why, because I know you were very adamant about the, that that sentiment that Donovan Mitchell was not going to be something that takes us, our entire team to the next level. I don't think he will. I think the way that we unlock our next level is by unlocking Bam. Whether it's him being a, a, a smaller center or him being a bigger power forward, we need to figure that out who's going to be standing next to him. He's the future, and and we can see it right now. Right now, he's better than Donovan Mitchell. Bigger impact, everything. Just say what you want. Bam is better than than Spider Mitchell right now. Right now. You know what I mean? Because, you know, who who the hell can can Spider Mitchell defend? Nobody. Who can Bam defend? Everybody. Everybody. And, And he can score. And he can shoot and he can finish at the rim and he makes his free throws. The one thing that Donovan has over him is shooting, dog. Like, that's it. So that, that's why I'm like, I, I rather. We're both about the same age. I rather they unlock two Bam. different positions. And now you, you heard the stats for Donovan. And now here's Bam stats on the season uh, 20 points per game, uh, nine rebounds a game. Three assists a game, while defending the best player on the court. Usually, that that you know what I mean. Like, and he's shooting over fifty three percent from the field. And I mean, there's an which argument, is a career high. But there's an argument to be made for the other side there, man. That that if, Dog, so if somebody if somebody was asked, all right, who are you going to draft right here right now? 
you know, to start your team, a 26 year old Donovan Mitchell, or do you want a 25 year old Bam Adebayo? I, I mean, no, I, I, I don't see it being too far fetched that somebody would want Donovan Mitchell to start their team. I'm not saying that either. I'm not saying he wouldn't be selected, but six out of ten are going to go with Bam. I'm be curious. We gotta put we'll that put it up on the Twitter poll. You know what? Write that down. We're gonna put that up as a Twitter poll. Would you rather I'm draft it to you? If you're starting a team right now, would you rather have a 25 year old Bam or a 26 year old Spider Mitchell? I think I think the people are gonna say Bam, dog, and people hate on Bam. But when you see what this guy's doing, and if he had more consistent help, either from Jimmy, from Hero, who's to say that Bam wouldn't be a superstar or that he can't be a superstar? That's why I feel like we need to help him. We need to find a way to help Bam. Let him keep being aggressive, doing his thing. That, and everybody was like, oh, we need him to average 20 points a game. There it is. Oh, but he's uh, doing it with the rebounds. Oh, but he's got to shoot. Shooting 54%. Shooting at like a 75 or 80% from the free throw. Like, what more do you want? And he's guarding people. And he's putting up assists. And he's getting offensive rebounds. Like, come on, dog. Come on. Last year, he would have been uh, probably the most improved player. You know, he was killing it before he broke his yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, Killing it. Had a and, great and, season and, last year. And, and, and we see him continuing to build, dog. That's why I'm like, yo, this is the guy. This is the guy. I don't know what the, what the, what the result is going to be. You know, we got a tough schedule coming up. Um, playing the Pistons tonight, like I said. And then we're going, we're going to have a, a home, <clears throat> excuse me. Fucking throw is killing me. Uh, we have a homestand that we're going to be taking care of. And uh, no, a road stand, excuse me. Starts in Indiana tonight, heading to Oklahoma City, heading to Houston, heading to San Antonio before coming back on Tuesday to face the Bulls. Uh, what do you think we go in? We're going to go undefeated. We're going to win them all. We're going to win every single one of them. This is a heat nah, homer as well, guys. It's, it's, it's a four, four game. Nah, as you were reading them off, I was like, win, win. Uh, okay, win. I think three and one in that four game. That's a four game, right? Theoretically, yeah, dog. Theoretically, three, three, three and one. Three and one should be the result, yeah. but the way that this the way team that is has been going this underperforming, year, I wouldn't bet on it right now. I wouldn't folks. bet on it, dog. But that's what I want them to do. Let's see. We'll find out. We'll find out. Sure. We're going to find out. Uh, another team that I, that I feel like is losing their way is our Panthers. You know, very underwhelming this year. Very underwhelming this year. You know, they're, they're at a 13, 12, and 4 record right now. Uh, a two-game losing streak against a bad, crack, a good cracking team that they got their revenge. Lose against our hated rivals, Tampa Bay, 4-1. to one. I don't know, man. At this point last year, we were talking about this Panthers team and all the history they were making, breaking, breaking records, doing this and that in the third. We make the trade. We're excited about Kachuk, and he's come in and done his thing, right? Matt's, Matt's been killing it. But there's something missing from this team. There's something missing from this Panthers, either the coach, right? We have the new coach, and now he's trying to figure it out. I don't know what it is. When you look at it from afar, uh, uh, we have good pieces, right? We've talked about it. We have good forwards, guys who can put the goal in, guys who can step up on defense. We have two good serviceable goalies. Like, by all intents and purposes, this team should be much better than being close to one game over 500. Right, just off off paper alone. But then They're we find ourselves being fifth right now in their division. Fifth in our division, which again we is a division that we've theoretically owned for Bru- the most part. Right, Bruins are killing it. I mean, Boston Best is team killing it right now with sports minus football. <laughs> Best Bas- team, basketball Best and and hockey, they're killing it right now. The Maple Leafs behind them at eighteen and five. Right, uh, Bruins are twenty two and four. By the way, I don't know if I said that. Yeah, uh, Lightning are seventeen and nine. 
And then you got a drop off. Red Wings are 13 and 8, and then we're 13 and 12. We're the 12th best team in our conference. Panthers are the 12th best team. Not what we've seen, we, what conference. we've been accustomed to the last couple of years. And not even what we were That's a good point, though, about the coach, though. Hold on. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, for sure. Because when you said that, it made me think about something. So we, we had our coach. Right. And we had our, the interim our coach. champion. No, hold on. Yo, go that. ahead. You're right. Before Set that. it up, baby. So who do we have? What was his face before? Uh, Previous head coach before. I'll look it up. Keep that was the interim. Correct. <laughs> and I can't remember what's his face before that that ended up having all the, those issues and had to step down. Uh, and that's where Burnett took over last year. And he was still working with that same core system. So it was kind of like a handoff. Like, Quinville. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like uh, it was like Coker. Right. And the old one can't seem it was like a handoff. Like, well, here's the team. You right. know, and like Coker was like, all right, cool. I'll just let them keep doing what they were doing. Right. And they were finding success. Cause that is cool, guys. <laughs> they had They had the team already established and everything. And then now. We've changed the leader of the helm. We've changed some of the pieces, but he's still trying to figure it out. True. It's still early in the season. And at the very least, we are, at the very least, above 500. It's more than we can say for our heat, you know, who are below that. We've been trying to chase that. It's like, it's just like we take one step forward and we take two steps back. At least the Panthers have that to show as far as the record. But so I guess for me, it's once we get below that is when it starts to get away from us. If we get if and when we get below that, if not, then we still have a chance to go a four or five game win streak and give us that boost and get us right back in to where we need to be. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I get that. But when back to it, right, kind of like to make the comparison with the Dolphins and their defense, we have a lot of the same players. A lot of the scheme is should be theoretically the same. Yeah, you tweak things, you change things, you upgrade things. But a lot of the base, the foundation should be the same. We see that here with this Panthers team, right? Because when they win and they look like the Panthers of old, it's a 5-1 game. It's a 4-1 to game. It's a 4-2 to game, 5-2 to game. And, and we saw so many results like that last year, right? Now we don't get to see them that often. And even in this month of, of this past month of November, they probably had more losses than, than I ever remember them having in November. You know what I mean? Where they were a sub 500 team in November. And now you think about how December is getting off to a start. They're a 500 team. Three wins, three losses. Something is missing. I don't know what it is. I can't like pinpoint it because I'm not that deep into the hockey culture. But I know that when I look at this team from afar and I see the talent, right, and how they play. Bro, we're always in the game. We're always right there. But then we lose focus. Something happens. We lose focus. And I watch a Panthers, a lot of the Panthers game, right? Because it's entertaining for me. I watch it usually on my phone if I'm not watching the heat or whatever. And when I'm looking at it, I'm like, all right, one zip. We got this. I'll go put something down, go get something in the room or whatever, come back out, and it's 1-1. One, one. I'm like, what the f- what the hell just happened, you know? And it's like, oh, we got a bad break. The other team got a penalty or whatever. And we always find ourselves in some shit where the team before was not finding themselves in that. They were super focused. Maybe they were playing, to your point, a lot looser on the ice, right? And feeling more fun, having more confidence. Their confidence is shaken. Because even when they hold, when they're winning games, they find it hard to close games. And we've seen that before, right? With the heave. Going your fourth quarter comes around. Oh, five-point lead, turns into a two-point lead, and now we're down three. And you're like, shit. Same thing with the Panthers. Oh, we're up one? All right, cool. Just just defend, boys. Let's not give up a power play. Oh, crap. We gave up the penalty. Oh, crap. Here comes the equalizer. Shit, we're heading into overtime. Tie in overtime, losing overtime. Yeah, that's that's not... 
That's why I say like it's so underwhelming because it's not what we're accustomed to no. with this team. It's not. You know, especially with this Something's organization. Missing. Something's missing. Something is missing. And and for and, both. For both the Heat and for the Panthers, man. For sure. And, and look uh, with the Panthers, it's you know, it does feel like there is something missing. Absolutely, man. And, and, and it's not just what we've seen, man, the last couple of years. You know, even if we were in overtime, I don't know how many overtime wins we won in the first few like the first minute of the overtime. Right. Where we were able to like Quick, oh, go home. home. And we were in the overtime because we were we clawed back and we were able to come back, not giving up leads that led to the overtime. Like, that's just not that's not us not what we've seen from us it's not us dog it's not us man and and look uh, uh, offensively we're doing okay right we have what two guys who are both with double digit goals that's Matthew Kutzark and Carter Verhage Verhage with 15 leading the team um, but we also get a lot of goals from defensemen but we need somebody to step it up and just really take that third position, that third scoring role, and say, fuck it, it's mine, and I'm going to keep it. Uh, I thought it would be Sam Benning. He has seven goals, and he's clo- climbing closer, but he has a fight with Sam Reinhardt, the sniper, um, and even uh, it's Louis Steiner. I, I, I'm killing his name, but he's got seven goals on the season, playing well, right? Uh, I just, I, I, I know I keep repeating myself, there's something missing with this team. Yeah. There's something missing with this team. And you're right. It is a long season. And and this, you know, first quarter, almost half of the season hasn't been the best. But there's a lot of ground that the Panthers can make up, you know, especially in, in hockey. You can get wins. You can get goal advantages and really get there. So I feel more confident in them turning it around than I do the Heat. Because if you look at the two teams or the two franchises and say, okay, who's been more of a roller coaster and who's been steady Eddie? We know that the answer to Steady Eddie has been the Panthers. So you got to kind of bank on them, on them finding it, their rhythm and getting it right. Hopefully the coach turns it around and, and gets these boys believing in themselves again, Doc. But it doesn't, it just doesn't look like they do, man. The results have not been good and the, the losses have been ugly. 4-1 to the Tampa Bay Lightning, 5-2 to Seattle Kraken. Two good teams, don't get me wrong. Two good teams. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't lose to them or we can't. But there's one thing losing a hard far battle, and there's another thing being out of it by the second period where you're down four zip. You know? Yeah. That that shit hurts. That shit hurts yeah, and it kills big you. Big difference there. Big difference. And and I feel like hockey is such a momentum game because it happens so fast. You know what I mean? It happens so fast. So we we need them to get the spark going. So that's why we're heading up there on Thursday to catch these guys live in action. Going to be taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, I don't know, man. I've, I've been pretty lucky on Thursday night games. So right, I think that they're going to win. I think we got to. I think so gotta, too. You know, at the house, and they play tomorrow. You know, tonight. By the time you guys are hearing this and and watching on on YouTube. They're, they're playing the Columbus Blue Jackets. They should be able to compete with them and get that dub. Turn it around and get a, another good victory against Pittsburgh with sports with so-so in attendance, you know, and just find a way to build something. You know, they got to build that 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 winning streak because we've seen these guys lose too many games this season. Twelve games is a lot for this Panthers team to lose. So if they're going to reach that high level that they're accustomed to, second place, third place in the conference, right? They're going to need to, you know, really go on a long, long winning streak. Get eight games in, nine games in. That'd be nice. It'd be important. It'd be, real nice. It'd be important to do, you know, in order to keep the pace with the rest of the teams that are doing great, man. 
But let's see. We're going to be there Thursday. So if you guys want to come check us out in person, drop us a DM. Let us know you're going to be in the pull building. Up, man. Pull, up, pull up, man. Pull up. Pull up on me, baby. You already know. I'm going to be out there with the drip, drip. Vibing. With the drip. I'm already ready. You don't even know, though. Okay. I can't wait. I'm looking man. forward yeah, to man. it. Dog, I think I think we could wrap this thing not up. Not yet, man. not yet. I what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I mean, you know, you are my go-to for all things football. Yes, I wanted your thoughts on on Brazil on behalf of uh, the Brazil. I fans. didn't want to talk about that, dog. I mean, I know, and that's probably why I brought it up subconsciously because yeah. yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. got to, dog. Because your 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 wife was very very confident, just as many Brazil oh, fans yeah. are always very confident every World Cup for sure. And man, they lost a heartbreaker. I've heard things about the way that call, game was called and yeah, officiated. It was being suspect to say the least. Suspect to say the least. I just, Argentina wanted, your, I just wanted your opinion on, on on a couple of these games and what's going on right now in the World Cup. Here's what I would say, right? Uh, you had Netherlands and Argentina match up, right? Argentina beat them in penalties. Uh, you would have thought that Argentina got away with a lot in that game, right? And they ultimately did, which led them to be in a position to win the game. But credit to them because their goalie, uh, Emilio uh, uh, Martinez, played an amazing, amazing penalty kick uh, shootout. Blocked like the first three shots. Like he was balling that day, right? Between that game and uh, the game of Croatia and Brazil, it was a hard fought game, right? Brazil had plenty of chances to go up early, right? And they just didn't capitalize on none of them, right? When they did capitalize on the goal in the extra time, they, Which they was late in the extra late time already, in, extra, yeah, in the was. first extra time, right? Right. They, or in the second extra time. Um, it's kind of just started to play a little bit too loose, losing possession, not really connecting they thought they passes. They thought they had it in the back. And Croatia, credit to them, bro, not giving up, continuing to fight, to continuing last to the last minute. And they scored with about three minutes left into the into extra time and pushed to the penalty kicks. The one thing that I will say that I'm upset with the Brazilian coach who ultimately left the team, right? He, a lot of these player uh, coaches normally like end their contracts and stuff like that after about one or two World Cups. Um, he didn't pick Neymar to go first, dog. And and you always got to put your best kicker first, dog. That's mm. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're playing FIFA and we're playing FIFA, we go to PKs and you got Cristiano Ronaldo and I got Messi, you're going to put your, uh, Ronaldo to kick first. And That's I'm going to put Messi to kick first. That's valid. I'm not putting, you know, Aguero or whoever to kick. Nah, dog. I'm going with my best player. Who's my best player? You. Dolly, get up here, kid. Yeah. You guys confidence. Let him lead off. Set the tone. Set the tone. You know what I mean? Because the team is watching, especially at, at that stage. And he went with Rodrigo. Kid who just got into the game the second half, didn't really build a lot of momentum, didn't play well, really missed, you know. And then the deciding kick came down to Marquinhos again, a guy who did not play well that day, gave up the the equalizer trying to block it, um, goes out there and misses the penalty, you know, completely shows the goalie where he was going to kick it. Those are the breaks, man. You know, England and France was a oh, great game. Um, another good one. Great game. I mean, there's been uh, the World Cup this year has been amazing. Uh, it always is, man. It really is. It is. It is every year, but I, I don't know, man. I just this year feels like there's a lot more Cinderella stories. Yeah. You got Croatia doing their thing. And look, and even for in that England and France game, right? Like, England had two chances to tie the game up. Right. And they couldn't overcome it, you know, heartbreaking them. First time a, a defending. World Cup winner in France, right? Goes back to that semifinal stage since, like, I think 2002 Brazil or 98 Brazil. Don't quote me yet on that one. But like you said, the biggest, you know, dramatic, biggest storyline of the entire World Cup has been this Moroccan team. 
and the the level that they're playing at defensively now allowing not one goal knocking out Portugal knocking out Portugal zero goals allowed the entire tournament the one goal that went in their net was an own goal dog so like technically nobody has scored on, on them just on themselves. them dog you know and uh, they are they can't even defend themselves crazy little nation from fucking Africa dog out there killing it yeah, you dog. know what I mean French Montana shout out to French shout out to French dog you know that's my dog so I'm celebrating that but no man it's been it's been a good World Cup man but right as of right now, I mean, the way I'm looking at France, man, I you know Cinderella stories are cool and all, but man, the France Mbappe looking like a powerhouse. They're they're looking, looking strong. Repeat. They're looking strong, but I'm sticking with Morocco. I always feel like the better defensive teams do better in tournaments, right? And this is a tournament t- style. Um, match play or whatever, I'm, I'm going to give the edge to Morocco. You know, they're going to wait and wait and wait and, and find their opportunity. The game against Argentina and Croatia tomorrow is going to be tough or today when you guys are hearing it. Um, it's going to be crazy. You know, it's going to be a real defensive match and we're going to see if Messi can uplift his team, you know, or Luka Modric, the golden ballon winner, uh, ballon de or uh, winner. Um, one of the few guys who's not named Messi or Ronaldo to win that. Right. 37 years old, his last World Cup, he's going all out for it. And then, you know, the final is going to be amazing with whoever wins those two games. So something to look forward to this weekend for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. That's it, man. I just wanted to know. Make sure. Breaking my heart, dog. I just wanted you to fill me in, dog. You know, I'm a little soccer. Yeah, I know. Slow. But, you know, the good news is EPL is starting back up. A lot of these leagues are starting back up. So Chelsea's going to be on the prowl again. Hopefully okay. those guys can give me something to root for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need it. Um, but you know what else we need to do? We need to tell people to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell another friend. To tell one more friend. To tell that's one more day. I oh, mean, everybody knows, man. Right. To t- <laughs> tell be a friend, tell a friend. To tell them about this amazing podcast, y'all. Make sure you go to our YouTube channel right now. YouTube.com slash at Sports with Soso. Check us out. Hit that subscribe button. Hit a like button on our last video. Only fans. Week 14. Lost to the Chargers. Drop a comment and let us know what you think. And until next time. Peace. peace.